Hello, this is Lowell Thompson with Learning with Lowell, a podcast that covers healthcare, biotech, anything science-related, really, or anything that really fascinates me. I'm open to input on that. Any suggestions or advice, send them my way. Go to learningwithlowell.com and subscribe today. Today we have part two with Leo Nunez. We'll be looking at his, his new business that will be coming out this year. Transition a little bit because I think you've given us a, a lot of your time, and I definitely want to make sure we cover your company and uh, you know make make sure people are aware of it as much as they can because you're you're about in the stage where you're going to start you know really either producing or selling if, if memory corrects. So like you're right at the stage where you're going to mm-hmm. start like getting into the consumer's hands. Yeah. So um, our company Novalact, uh, we've been working for the past four years on the development of a probiotic. Uh, to free people to enjoy dairy products once again. I mean, mainly we saw the opportunity, uh, as I said before, that one of my co-founders was suffering from lactose intolerance and they were working with uh, genetically modified probiotics. And they said like, hey, why don't we do this to solve that in any way, shape or form? And I was like, sure, why not? Let's just dedicate three years of our lives into this. At the beginning, I had no idea what we were actually, how long we were actually going to be working on this. <laughs> but right now, after, as I said, three, no, four years almost working uh, on this, we are patenting our technology in the US. We've had positive results uh, working on animal trials with our technology. And if all goes well, we might be having our first human trials by mid. July and we are expecting to be close to a launch by the end of the year. So I'll be letting you know and at the same time your audience know in the future uh, once we're closer to that, once we're getting closer to production because our goal is to sell our product in the US uh, to be our first uh, market and after a while we want to license our technology for different markets overseas because we know that a lot of small companies they want to like hold their their, their intellectual property and have like a, a complete control of it and everything. But at the same time, I mean, we see that there is a benefit uh, for people and at the same time there is an economic benefit for our company. It's just that we see that uh, for a fast worldwide expansion, we are looking to actually start licensing our technology once we get the ball rolling. So after a couple of months, we will be opening up uh, our IP for licensing in different countries outside of the U.S., so mainly what we're focusing is that after uh, our launch in North America, we want to reach out for South America, uh, Africa, and Asia mainly, because Europe is really, really he- uh, hectic regarding regulations for genetically modified organisms. So we don't want to get in a fight with the European Union. So we just want to stay as far away as we can from them. Makes sense. Where can people, you know, like Twitter, website, where, where can people like follow you so that when this when this like you know converts mm-hmm. they, can, they can be there you know yeah uh our website right now is really ugly and inactive it's novalact.com and that's n-o-v-a-l-a-c-t please remember the t at the end it's like lactose novalact because there is this romanian company that sells 
baby formula that's called Novalac without the T. And also we're on Facebook as Novalect and we're on Twitter as Novalect. And for any contact, uh, we have our contact email, which is really fun and creative. It's called contact at novalect.com. <laughs> and we're at the moment, we're really inactive in social media because we just are finishing right now uh, our patent. So we might do and start be doing more of an outreach once we get like all the legal paperwork done. And after that, yes, I mean, we'll be updating on our development, how things are going with uh, points of sale, where we, our product could be found, if we'll be launching with our brand or we we're going to maybe make an alliance with a pharmacy or like a supermarket, maybe use like a white flag product. We're still figuring out how that thing is going to work. But I mean, as soon as we get more information and we have a, a information available to give out, we'll be sharing that on all of our social networks. No doubt about it. Just as a reminder for everyone, in case you're, you know, scribbling down crazy to get, get all information, it will be in the show notes. <laughs> You'll be able to <laughs> just relax. <laughs> yeah, it's horrible whenever you hear something. It's like, oh, so what was that cool website that they were recommending? And you have to like uh, hit like the back button a couple and like, oh, and, and have to listen like five different times because people's accents are weird and you don't know if they say like a B or a V or whatever. <laughs> I, I will say in reference to, to your accent, I really like it when you roll your R's. Like I, that's probably like a really weird statement, but you, you rolled your R's earlier in a conversation. And I was like, man, I wish I could do that. <laughs> it's just oh come on it's not that hard i mean hard. <laughs> you can do it it's like i, I it just sounds like i'm saying uh, it's it's not good but i just like it's, a, it's like a completely like not business not really anything like smartly related i just thought it was really fun how you can roll your r's <laughs> well that's what happens when you speak spanish i mean your r's can roll really easily i've been trying i don't know I've, I've been trying to learn spanish but my i for some reason i just have never been able to like convert into fluency oh man that shit is way way too hard i mean for any language for you to switch from like adequacy to fluency that's a huge leap but at the same time man my recommendation both for like english speakers trying to learn spanish and for spanish speakers trying to get into english the most important thing is to get your message across so don't be concerned about your accent or how you pronounce things, if the other person in front of you actually understands what you're saying, your job is done. That's very uh, salient. I can kind of understand what people are saying. No, my, my Spanish teachers would make fun of me. Like, <laughs> at least that's how bad I am. Mm -hmm. So we got, we got the websites, we got the Twitter, we got... I'm going to look up your website now, I, again, because I, I swear I looked it up, and it did not look that bad. So I, I think you're just probably modest. No, I mean, it's not that much of a bad website. The, the problem is that it's outdated. So a lot of the information that we got there is from when we decided to delve into consulting. And we actually did a couple of consulting jobs for the food industry, working with like our uh, probiotics and other microorganisms as mediums or carriers for fermentation processes in the dairy industry, which was like a weird period in our lives that we actually worked with that. And... Right now, we decided to pivot and say, like, you know what? We are just going to go straight back into full biotech and just stay away a little bit from the food industry for now. Which is, which I think is going to be more rewarding. You know, like consulting, you kind of help other people make a meaningful impact. But this way, you're going to make the, the meaningful impact yourself. Yeah, I mean, it was an idea one of my co-founders decided to throw around in one of our board meetings saying, like, hey, maybe with this, we will be making some money. 
what about that? And I was like, sure, let's give it a try for a couple of months. And we wasted a whole bunch of money and energy and decided to work as a quasi-consulting firm for like six months or nine months and another huge failure. I mean, a lot of people recommend and say like when you start a business or any venture, you got to focus, 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 focus on what you're doing and don't start looking to the sides. And oh boy, did we miss that lesson. I don't know the, the right word in English is my main language, but like the it wasn't too detrimental because like you're still going to be able to get on, you know, get, I mean, you're a year away. I mean, that's, that's, that's not bad. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't detrimental. It was just like, uh, we could have, we could have focused. Oh, sorry, what? I said, I said, that's the word. I could not think of detrimental. Uh, so it was just like, uh, you know what? We could have focused our energy on something better that will have a better return. But at the same time, I believe like if you're able to learn from your mistakes, almost everything that you fail on is going to be a learning experience. Yeah, definitely. I, I think, I don't know, there's probably a quote of this somewhere, but I don't, I don't consider something a failure unless I don't learn something from it. So, mm. which also like, kind of like, at least for me, I, I'm kind of like a, a, I'm like a subtly intense person, which you think would be very like oxymoronic, but like knowing that I'm going to gain something from a negative experience helps me like relax and just kind of like let things flow naturally. Because if I, if I did not have that mindset, I would like kind of like grip on like like mm. white knuckle things. It's just much more healthy than to to see everything as a as a lesson versus a failure. Yeah, I mean, of course, if you see everything as a lesson and not as a failure, I mean, there, there's like a, a a trap of complacency that you might fall there. It's like everything is is going horrible and you're just in denial that you actually failed. It's just like, oh no, it's a learning experience. I mean, there's a limit to how much you can actually learn from failure, and after a while, you're just like fucking failing one over and over again. So. You got to be careful with that because if not, you must just be throwing, living in fantasy world and not getting your feet on the ground, actually. Yeah, that, that's fair. I think any, any extreme of any kind should probably be avoided. Just like, you know, uh, too much too much honeymooning and not enough data, you know, don't do that. <laughs> too much failing with, uh, too, mu too much learning through failure without being grounded. I think, I think, I think uh, I'm like working on a quote. So, like, maybe this will be, like, my first, like, Lil said this quote in this podcast. But it's, like, ignorance, ignorance is to arrogance as confidence is to data. Like, so, like, the, the idea being that, like, confident people who have, you know, like, data and, like, hard facts at, to support them are, like, confident. But, like, someone who just kind of, like, blusters through things and are, like, arrogant are generally, like, pull on ignorance to make them feel that way. Mm. I've been I've been like teasing on it, but like one day that's gonna be my quote. It's gonna it's gonna go on my uh, my epitaph or something. Oh man, that's deep. Saying like, oof, okay. I mean, probably just write it down in like a cool background with like good fonts and just put your name under it and viralize it on a couple of websites. So whenever you Google your own name, it's going to be like that. <laughs> I think that's like more fast rewarding than just wait until you drop dead to have like that quote up in the air. So, but at the same time, I did not think of this before I, I said that, that epitaph statement. But if that's on my if that's on my tombstone, that's either the biggest compliment or the biggest insult. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like you died and you never left like any notes to like your family or or, or people just like okay, so Lil died. What do we do? Ah, he had this cool quote. Why don't we don't just write that stuff on his tombstone? Okay, why not? That's how it would go. 
I think I have one final question, and I'm gonna. Earthy? I fire. You've done, you've done such a great job. With this was a, a fun conversation. Um, when it comes to the the angel investing and like like building those relationships, like you had kind of a, kind of an atypical way of going about it. Do you, for people who are trying to like break in and get to know those types of people on a human level, is have you found any recommendations? Like after extra after actually making that human connection, have you found anything that would be advice worthy for people who want to make more of a human connection over just like treating them like a, a cog in the wheel of their success? Be more Latino. That's like my biggest recommendation because at least from my experience and the one that I've had so far, the cultural background of someone is really like, it's a really heavyweight argument uh, forwards, uh, I mean, such as a positive and as a negative about how you build relationships. So at least in my perspective, what I found really interesting is that Americans have like this really easygoing and fast and like really direct way of using language because at least this English does not have like different levels of formality whenever you speak to someone. Everyone in front of you is a you. But in Spanish, we have tú, which is a informal you, and we got a usted, which is like a really formal you. So at least in, from my perspective, I believe that my recommendation for people listening to you, that most of them will probably be Americans, is that try to be more Latino. Because at least from my perspective and trying to sell a little bit of my, how to say, chutzpah in some sort of way, like this spark and like inner fire that we all have is that try to go beyond the day-to-day, -day. try to go beyond the pleasantry, try to, try to go beyond like all those like superficial bullshit that we get into our day-to-day -day lives. And if you want to have a, like a deep connection in someone, be vulnerable and be honest. I mean, not vulnerable in a way like you sit down with someone on like a more easygoing uh, context. It's not like the, this formal like business meeting. And you, you, I mean, at least on a business level, you get okay. I and mean, you made someone new, maybe a potential investor or a mentor. It's like, oh, so Brian, blah, blah, blah. You get like going on pretty well. But then you take the next step. So you got to be in a more like when their barriers are a little bit down. And then just try to get into like have them have a vested interest in what you're doing. So maybe start with like a personal anecdote or share uh, a small vulnerability about yourself, talking about like, oh, so I've had a really hard time trying to figure out this, or I have a lot of issues doing that. So, but you gotta be careful because you don't want to show weakness, but at the same time, you want to show that you're vulnerable. At least in my experience, a lot of that goes into like, if you show yourself to be vulnerable, but not weak, you become someone more interesting. You become someone that is not like a 2D character. You actually become a full-fledged human as you are appearing in front of someone else. So at least on my perspective, I believe that it's really hard to do that sort of stuff. But at the same time, it's 100% necessary for you to have uh, a good relationship with someone else is just like any other sort of good relationship. I mean, you're sharing your emotions with another human and in that process of sharing, you create the interest of the other person in you. So it, um, I think I went in a tangent. I don't know if that makes any sort of sense so far. It does make sense. Y your, your tangents are illuminating. Like, it's not, like, we don't, <laughs> we don't, like uh, you're doing the thing that which you advise other people to do, which is to not get to the point and be more informal and tangenty. 
like like you're you're basically living what you said. You just oh. need more. You just more, need more R's in there to emphasize the Latino ness. Uh, so you gotta be more Latino. <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah, that that's uh, that's how you do it. I was actually yeah. um so as a as a good summary of your advice, you know, step one, you know, learn to roll your R's. <laughs> step two. You know, uh, be a little bit more informal. People like vulnerable. And I think like a good w- uh, way to kind of like uh, kind of encapsulate that, like be vulnerable but not like weak per se, is like just be like self-aware. Like if you are aware that there is something that you are lacking or like something that you're struggling with, like in a in a in a in a literary sense or in a, in a writing sense, when or in a creative sense, probably better. Like when you watch a movie or you read a book, the the person like if you if you open up and like there's a person who's like starving or something like that like you immediately feel for that person and that person becomes you because like you can feel for someone who struggles a lot more than someone who's always heroic which is probably why i never like superman but like the the, the point is that uh like being self-aware so like it's not to the point where like you're overly divulging things in a way that's like disturbing i think yeah is uh is important yeah i mean and that's like th- that part like where do you set the boundaries of being vulnerable and just like saying really personal private stuff to other people oh that's up to you and that's up to each one of us because you gotta be like really empathetic and get the feeling of how the other person is reacting because i've had experiences with uh with different people from different cultures and i've heard like a mexican investor that we met like we were first beginning our first couple of months with our company and he was telling me like oh yeah so my kid just shed his pants the last day and blah 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 so is he the one having lactose intolerance or not and i'm like that's way too personal man and the way he described it was like way too crass while at the same time a couple of years later i was talking with this guy from norway i think it was and he told me like oh yes my mother-in-law suffers from this condition as well I don't know how to make a Norwegian accent. Sorry about that, Norway listeners. And he told me like, oh, so, and he was like really polite and like really subtle about everything. And on both occasions, it was like someone telling me that someone from their family actually suffers from lactose intolerance in a really heavy way. But they're two way completely different points of views and ways of expressing themselves. And it's all determined by their culture. And it's really, really sensitive about all that sort of stuff. At least for me, is a ever-learning process, especially because right now we are, we are in a transition that we might be going from Chile to possibly the U.S. So I got to adapt a little bit of my cultural background or at least my filters towards the American sensitivities because, as you said, I mean, my rolling R's can be, like, really persuasive. But at the same time, uh, they can be off-putting depending on who do I speak with or how do I speak with someone else. So at least for me, I love it. I mean, I just love that sort of like social uh, yoga that you got to be doing like every single day. But there are a lot of people that can get like tired of thinking about that so hard. Mm-hmm. Well, and then and then balance that with just being authentic. Like I, I, I don't think you need to get, get rid of your R's. I think just like... Be, being you, but then like filter it in a way that like kind of like conveys to the to the to the room through, and you, you kind of gain that experience through like trial and error. Like no no one like Benjamin Franklin, uh, one of the founding fathers, well, more like the grand uh, founding grandfather because he was really old at that time. Like when he was when he was young, he he screwed up all the time when it come when it came to reading people. But by the time he was older, 
he was he was the reason that we got the French in on our side, like like negotiating loans, negotiating treaties, like he, he handled all that. But when when you read his story as like a kid, you would not think that that guy's going to grow up to be success, like really good with people. Like he just was constantly taken like taken advantage of and led on and and being it just and he learned from it. So like I think the the key point there is like to gain that type of experience, like you know try to get out of your bubble and like try new things. Yeah, I mean, as everything in life, I mean, it's more fun when you go out. <laughs> I think most people, which is not all people, learn really well through it, like doing versus just reading. But like, you can read, but then you have to apply it. That's really important. But I think, hmm. I think that's a, a really like kind of like nice way to leave it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna thank you for coming out and talking for geez almost almost two hours, which is fantastic. There was so oh. much here that people <laughs> are gonna love and appreciate. Uh, you know, the book recommendations, the the philosophy aspects. So I, I mean, I sincerely, I think this is gonna be a really great podcast. And uh, yeah, just I, I thank you for coming out. If you need me for any future episodes, or you you, you might want to like patch in because someone like <laughs> was unable to do you, and you have like any dates or anything for. Thank you for listening today. Please subscribe, leave a review, check out our website, learningwithlol.com, or join my mailing list. I'm here to learn and share what I learn. New episodes every Tuesday, new emails every Monday, and I blog on topics that I find fascinating.